You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Nick and Micah from Fifth Quarter ACC. Week zero is in the books. We have some college football games. We had two ACC games. Uh, Vanderbilt winning the SEC. Uh, Scott Frost and Nebraska is not back. Um, Northwestern's winning the Big Ten West. UNLV will win the Mountain West. Um yeah, I don't know. FAU might be a top 25 team. Did I miss any other crazy, you know, overreactions from week one? Oh, uh, uh, UConn Florida, looks like they're back. Yeah, UConn might be back. Florida, uh, Florida State is winning the national title. Um, I'm trying to figure out who might be missing. <laughs> any other overreactions? I, I, think, I think that covers all of them. Um, uh, my new favorite chant in college football is let's go pee. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think that's it. How are you doing, Nick? <laughs> I'm good, man. Um, I'm exhausted. I'm very tired. Uh, very busy week at Dioli's Deli. Uh, things are also ramping up at Wake, too, with football coming up. Um, let's see. Uh, I will be working the wake forest game on thursday so i'll be on the field uh getting uh some social media things done for them during the game uh i will get on pass credentials for the field and stuff so if you see me at the wake game if you're going to the wake game on thursday you see me just say hey or dm me uh on my personal twitter uh that'd be really cool um week zero man i mean I've seen this take thrown out a lot, and I know we'll kind of cover UNC and Florida State a little bit, but I I think that I agree with people that there does need to be one pretty big game, right? Like Nebraska-Northwestern, that was great. Um, Scott Frost is probably going to get fired. Uh, but... I need I need a number next to a team's name. Like I need a top twenty five number next to a team's name. Uh, I think am I mistaken or week zero twenty nineteen was that the Florida Miami game? Was that a week zero game? Because I were it, it was because I was there. <laughs> oh, you were. Oh, I didn't know that you were there. So yeah, that game I remember was great, and it was the ultimate teaser to start off college football in 2019 holy um, crap nick okay sorry you can continue you just made me realize something i'll, I'll explain in a second so go ahead uh continue okay uh that was one of the ultimate teasers like florida i think was in the top 25 miami was uh was they weren't ranked i don't believe but they made that game very close i think florida was like 13 or something i need i don't need like Notre Dame, Ohio State, or Alabama and USC week zero. I don't need that, but I need like maybe a good team versus a ranked team somewhere in there in week zero. Northwestern Nebraska was good. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I watched some of the highlights. Very embarrassing for Nebraska, but I do need something like that. Um, what, what were your takes from week zero? I mean, Vandy looks like they could win. Uh, an SEC game here or there, maybe two. Um, 
you know, obviously our ACC games, UNC and Florida State. Tell me what you took away from it. Well, first off, I want to take away that I disagree with your take uh, that it has to have a ranked game. I personally like week zero. So I think it's the perfect appetizer to week one. Nick, have you seen the week one schedule? We've got Ohio State. I mean, State, it's Notre insane. Dame. It's insane. Got, yeah. Like, we need that simple, smooth, kind of slow transition into everything. So I really like how week zero is set up. Um, some of these FBS, FCSs are a little bit annoying, but like, I understand people aren't, like, if you don't love college football like I do, it's not as big, but like, we had multiple in-conference games in week zero. We had Northwestern Nebraska, Charlotte FAU, um, I'm drawing a blank on the other conference, USAM, UTEP, North Texas. Like, yeah, we had good games. I mean, we had almost every power conference play. The only one that didn't was the Pac-12 and the Big 12. So three out of five. We had an SEC team playing in a stadium that's literally smaller than my high school stadium. Like, we had crazy stuff, and I loved it. It was awesome. Um, you know, you I understand that, you know, you might want a bigger game, but you're not going to enjoy Northwestern Nebraska the same if it's on week one. You're not going to enjoy Vanderbilt Hawaii. Like, Last night was really cool to see New Mexico State on ESPN2. That's not going to happen if you throw a ranked game in there. Like, yes, I agree it would be nice to have a bigger game. But, like, when they did that in 2019, that was the only game in Week 0. There was no other oh, game. Oh, I forgot just about that. that. Like, You're right. I would rather have what we've been having over the last few years than just that one game, which reminds me of why, okay. why you made me realize something was, this is the fourth. I've been saying it's the third year in a row I've gone to the first ever college football game to kick off the season. I've actually now been to four straight because I forgot that that was the only game that day. Because I went to Florida, Miami, actually worked it for the Citrus Bowl or Citrus, Citrus Foundation, Citrus Sports. I then went to North Texas Houston Baptist, which was on a Friday night. It was the first week one FBS game. Last year, I went to Illinois, Nebraska. And this year, Western Kentucky, Austin P technically kicked off before Nebraska and Northwestern. So I went to – that's four straight years. I did not even realize that. So that's really cool. But anyways, takeaways from week one – or week zero, excuse me, going into week one, UNLV is going to be pretty good. Hawaii sucks – or Hawaii sucks. Well, Hawaii might stink too, but Wyoming's terrible. Um, Tommy DeVito at Illinois – Looks like it could be fun. I still think Wyoming's terrible, so that's part of the reason. But I enjoyed seeing what he can do at Illinois. Um, I think Florida State's going to be rolling. I understand Duquesne's not very good, but Florida State could have dropped 70 in this game if they really wanted to. They kind of were a little little, little bit foot off the gas. And then the biggest takeaway, which I think you're going to love to talk about, I think we need to talk about is, what is up with North Carolina's defense? I understand they ended up blowing it away, like blowing them out late, but what was it, a 10-point game going into the fourth quarter? I'm going to recheck my math here. Let's see. Uh, no, so it was an 11-point game, so close enough. Like, it took turnovers and a late like push like to, to win this game. When we were going into the fourth quarter, it was 35-24. to 24. I mean, yeah, did I ever mm. think that North Carolina wasn't going to win? No. The over-under in this game was 56-and-a-half. North Carolina hit it by them, pretty much hit it by themselves. They gave up 24 points to a FAMU team. And, like, there's no – like, Florida A&M is actually a pretty solid FCS team. I think especially if they can get, like, you know, not really healthy because not really injury problems, but get eligible, get guys ready to go, 
for next week against Jackson State, they might be able to beat one of the, be- the, the best preseason-wise HBCU and top 25 FCS team. But they got bullied by a team that was missing three stars on the offensive line, only had seven offensive linemen to begin with. Their defensive line, like, really didn't do much against this FAMU team. Like, everyone's freaking out about that nice throw that Drake May made. I didn't think he looked that great, if I'm being honest. Like, he wasn't bad by any means, but he was playing a depleted defense. I mean, I'm not going to overreact and pretend like UNC's trash and then that they're not, you know, this and that, seven and five is the ceiling, you know, whatever. I'm not going to do that. But that defense, like, if that – I I've been so pro UNC is going to go to Boone and win. If that UNC defense shows up next weekend in Boone, they are going to lose that football game. That is not a hot take. I generally think that's a very, very fair take based off what we saw. And if you're losing on the road to App, you're probably going to be open to losing at Virginia and losing to NC State and so on. Like their schedule is only going to get harder from there. So that's a huge concern for me. And again, like when we talk about that, I mean, I, I think we disagreed. I, or, or excuse me, agreed. I texted you and was like, man, that we no hot takes or anything, but this UNC team is not looking great. And, you know, it's again, they didn't lose and they ended up technically doubling them up and didn't cover the spread, but you know, did a pretty, they were pretty close, but it just, it was like the most disappointing part is that, you know, it was like seven, seven, 14, seven, like, all right, 21, seven, they should take care of it. The next thing you know, it was 21, 14. Like the offense was able to get rolling good for them, but I walk away. If I'm a North Carolina fan, I would just walk away with let's focus on app. And that's my only in internally. I feel like maybe was the case was they're so focused on app, especially with all the drama that was going on with FAMU that they just weren't truly dialed in. And that's my only like grain of salt towards what was honestly a pretty disappointing showing considering all that was going on at FAMU. And in terms of, we didn't even know if they were going to be playing the game 24 hours out. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to overreact a whole lot with Carolina as much as I want to. I just, I'm just not going to do it. I still think that app is going to win the game. And I've had that take for a very long time. Um, And nothing about this game changes my mind. If anything, like app makes this, look very ugly for Carolina, if anything, uh, going into week one. Um, I don't know. Like, Drake May, he, he he played really well, but there's no telling how good the offense is when you're playing against a FAMU team minus 20 players. Like, I, I, I don't know what to really make of it. Um, it's very it, one thing I can't agree with, and one thing I will take away is that it's very concerning that Carolina gave up 24 points, and it was a game for a little while there. Um, Drake May, uh, he, he put up numbers like I think he had five touchdowns. Surprising that he didn't get 300 yards with how many points they put up. I mean, he um, only missed it by six, so we'll give him the we'll, yeah, we'll, round we'll up give him. We'll round up for, yeah. Uh, 
but look, listen, this kid's a freshman. He's going to make a lot of mistakes. I wouldn't be surprised he made a lot of mistakes up in app. So nothing really changes for me going on or moving forward for UNC. I still think that they're a six and six team. Um, I would have been shocked if they had lost this game. They had lost. You could probably chalk them up at three and nine, maybe two and 10. <laughs> um, but nothing really changes. The only thing is that I think their defense looks pretty bad and they're going to have to straighten it up a lot if they want to compete against app and the rest of the ACC. Uh, other than that, I think UNC fans, I think they know what to expect this year. I saw like a lot of positive notes from UNC fans like Drake May looks good. O-line looks pretty good. You know, this is this offense could get going, but I don't know about this defense. Not at all. So I think UNC fans are being honest with themselves right now. Of course, the offensive line looked good, North Carolina fans. You were playing against like fourth string. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like some of those tweets I was didn't. laughing at. Yeah. Some of those tweets I was laughing at. Like, yeah, the O-line actually looks really good. Yeah. Like, I would yeah. hope so. Like your defense doesn't look so, <laughs> but I hope your O-line looks good. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're playing to win the game. They did that. They did it with fairly, very, pretty much ease. So at the end of the day, they did what they were supposed to do. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I think again, Florida State showed very little, which I, I think was a great move. They got the confidence boost they needed. Jordan Travis looks very, looked very good. I don't really have a lot to like take away from it though, and and I don't want to change it too much. I think it should be a pretty short pod because it was a very short week, and obviously. Our preview pod was a record short of a minute and a half. Um, you know, obviously we'll preview week one on Wednesday, but let's just do a quick just discussion on what game are you most excited for going into this week? I mean, like I said, week zero is an appetizer. It's the gets you going, excited. You're 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 starving for what you want, so you're like, all right, let me get the fried pickles. And those are always really good. But you can't tell me that the burger, the steak, whatever it might be you're getting later, the chicken, buffalo chicken wrap, that's not what you came there for. So, like, Nick, what week one game, I mean, I'm sure you're pumped for Wake and VMI because you get to be on the field, but I hope that's not your actual answer. What game are you most excited for in the ACC in week one? Oh, that's a good question. Well, you see, a lot of them open up with, uh kind of cupcake teams but let me pull up the schedule real quick because i got my schedules all mixed up here uh all right week one i would probably i mean probably florida state lsu that would be mine uh i i picked that game in our road trip uh i think a lot of I don't know what it is. I thought we were on this very early. It, it, I thought I was kind of on this early, and I think people seem following it. But a lot of people are picking Florida State to upset LSU in New Orleans. So that's the game I'm most looking forward to, other than my pack going up against uh, ECU at ECU, which will be a very fun game. Do, do you want me to give you like a top three of games I'm excited about? Give me your yeah. Give give me your give me your four pack. Your top four. My top four. Okay. Um, I'm ex- I'm excited for rank them. Okay, I'll rank them. Because I mean, let's um, be honest. When you get a four pack, you always save that one for last. Maybe you don't have to rank all four, but you everyone always has an order of doing things. So 
I'll tear the four pack. And if you just want to give me your number one, that's fine. Okay. So starting with four, I think I will go with, I'll go with Clemson, Georgia tech is four. My three will be Carolina at app. My two will be stay at ECU. I'm a little biased on that one. And then one will be Florida state LSU. That's the one I'm most excited for. I think, a lot of people are starting to – I don't know if they're hyping up for FSU, but I think they're like, okay, that maybe people are thinking this is the time where uh, they turn the corner. This is the year they turn the corner. They upset an SEC team in their own backyard. Um, I think New Orleans is going to be a lot of fun come Sunday. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree with your take there. I think my list is going to be kind of strange. My top. Oh, four, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. You, you I'm missed so one. sorry. You, you missed I missed a minute. big one. Yeah, I was I'm like... so sorry. I missed a big one. Okay. You know what? Uh, take out Clemson, Georgia Tech, uh, put in West Virginia, Pittsburgh. Sorry about that. No worries. No worries. That was bad. Uh, um, obviously, as an ETSU employee, the game I'm most excited for is VMI versus Wake Forest, as it is a conference opponent for us in the SOCON. Um, no other game, Matt. No, I'm just kidding. But my top four has to be – so number four is a game I'm actually attending, and I'm very, very excited for. It is Virginia Tech at Old Dominion on Friday night. It's a revenge game. I know it's a couple of years down the road or, you know, past us now i think it was what 2018 maybe when that happened our old dominion beat virginia tech but it's gonna be a sellout crowd it's first game for brent pry and i think it's going to tell us a lot about what virginia tech is uh wells has seen what you know grant wells has seen old dominion before when he was at marshall i'm intrigued to see what they are because like if Old Dominion comes out and beats Virginia Tech, I don't think that means the season's a wash for the Hobies. I don't think that at all. But this Old Dominion team is not supposed to be very good. So if they lose, I mean, Virginia Tech is an eight and a half point road favorite in a coach's first game against an FBS opponent. That's pretty big. So I think that one's number four for me. Number three, complete psycho mode, and I don't even care. Temple and Duke. If Duke loses this game, Nick, if if Duke loses this game, I don't think they win a single game all year. That's true. Like, Temple's not good. You're on their home. Like, I'm going to be at Duke on Friday watching my ETSU women's volleyball team play Duke at noon on my way to Old Dominion. It took a lot out of me to not say, screw it. I'm just going to stay in Durham for the night and go to Temple at Duke. But I've been there so many times. I wanted to go somewhere new because I've never been to Old Dominion for a game. So anyways, I digress. Number two, and I'm going to leave off some really good games here, and I don't even care, is going to be Pitt versus West Virginia, and number one is Florida State as LSU as well. Yes, I left off North Carolina at App. I left off NC State at George at, uh, at George Jesus, at East Carolina. I think NC State, Nick, you've convinced me. I don't think they're going to struggle with ECU anymore. I was always on the fence about that. I don't think they're going to struggle. And – yeah, I'm excited for North Carolina and App, but I'm actually a lot less excited after the week zero because I kind of look at it as like one of two things is going to happen. North Carolina is going to win the game like they're supposed to and move on with life. Or, and the one that scares me probably more than anything, App State beats them and it just becomes this whole the ACC sucks thing. 
Like the spread for that game, Nick, I don't know if you saw, is dead even. There's not as a pick them right now. Like, and actually, no, I lied to you. It's kind of moving back and forth between even and app as a one point favorite. So it's still basically wow. a pick them. Like it's still basically. Well, wasn't it you? What was it? UNC minus two, like literally last week. Yep. Oh yeah. Like again, that wow. that 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 performance on defense yep. yesterday, I think, is enough to sway people. And like, I know Boone's gonna be rocking. I think it's gonna be cool. This game should be a night game. You know, how cool that would be—the white and the powdered blues with an all black app under the lights. Go oh, talk about a beautiful thing. But and why is that game on ESPNU? Is a whole nother story. But like, no offense to to NC State. Because we're on ESPN, motherfuckers. Yeah, you don't you don't deserve to be on ESPN in that game. I'm sorry. (laughs) And it's not you. It's ECU is the problem. (laughs) Yeah, it's not you. I mean, we're. (laughs) I mean, we're on it because you know we got the number in front of our name. That's why. Yeah, that's they got to put top twenty-five and and, and a quarterback that could win the Heisman. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, (laughs) I said what I said. North Carolina fans, Drake May is not the future Heisman Trophy winner. I promise. But, I mean, this is a great week of ACC football. I mean, we have a great game Thursday. We have great games Friday. We have great games Saturday. Like, and the best part is about those Saturday games, unfortunately, they're all, all the good ones are pretty much at noon. But, like, I'm excited. We get an ACC game Saturday night at 8 o'clock. That's awesome. We also get, like, Bethune and Miami. I know no one probably cares about that. But we get to see Tyler Van Dyke. We get to see Mario Cristobal Miami for the first time. Will we see a ton? Probably not. We get to see something. Then guess what? We get ACC football. We get five straight days, six days. Wait, one, two, three. Math is really hard. We get five straight days of ACC football, Nick. That's a dream come true. It was like that last year, and it was so great. I know, and I'm so excited for that. So, you know, it's going to be a great week. I'm excited to preview the games on Wednesday. Um, Wednesday is going to be crazy for me, my first ever college football game. Nick and I are both working our first in college football, in a sense. Nick's working his first game on the sidelines at Wake. I'm working at my first game as a director uh, of basically the entire production of a division one football game, ETSU on Thursday night. So it's going to be crazy for us Wednesday, knowing this ACC slate, having something to look forward to on the weekend is what's making me survive all the stress that comes with real life responsibilities. So Nick, that's all I've got. Anything else you want to add before we sign off here for the night? Uh, yeah, I, I, I need, maybe you can help me out with this, Micah. So part of maybe the audience can help me help out with help me out with this, too. So part of my job at Wake is that I go through every social media account for every athletic team in the ACC. What is baffling to me and to the social media department, what I have found out since I've been working there. Is how the hell is Duke football their Instagram page? They've gained 10,000 followers in less than a month. Like they were trending so much throughout the summer. And when I first started at Wake, um, we ha- I-, I had to update the numbers and they hadn't updated the numbers since January. So they had had the biggest jump from January to the beginning of August. And what I came down to is it's got to be the hiring of Mike Elko. It's got to be the new coaching hiring. Everyone's jumping on the Instagram page and following Duke. Like it's a new era for Duke football. But then I updated, uh, or I went to dive in a little bit more in details of what other 
schools are doing differently in their Instagram accounts for um, football and what they're doing before the season starts. And I noticed that the numbers had completely jumped, not only for Duke, but also for Miami. They jumped about 10,000 followers too, but that's Miami. Duke, I don't know. Like they were very close with Wake in terms of the amount of followers back in January. And I expected there to be a, a spike with the new coaching hire, but now it's just they're taking off and running. And they have a clean page. Like I watched their videos. I went through their pictures. They do a great job. I don't know what it is now. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people for some reason are just jumping on Duke football and following them. So watch out for the brand known as Duke football. I mean, just purely first look, I don't know if you noticed this, Nick. They have the most reels that I've seen of any team. That's one thing that I pointed out. They have a lot of reels. And on like their that's like what Instagram is now. It's just basically a dumbed down TikTok. So yeah. you know, that could be part of it, in my opinion, but still very intriguing. I know Duke's social media blew up for a while there when they were the ones that their social media team created those. Uh, like the jersey announcements that like were like almost like uh, you know like those you, were, were so playing, cool yeah if you were playing a video game you know so you know where you really could alternate between them so that was always cool but yeah no i mean good for duke i mean that's that's great that's great like we want that in the acc everyone talks about all oh, the ac has no brand recognition it's just clemson florida state miami virginia tech tell that to social media guys tell that to social media so I love that. I love to hear that. Anyone else got any comments? Share that with Nick for sure. But Nick, anything else? Because I'm ready to call it a night. I'm tired just like you. And you know what? We have a long week and a great and exciting week of ACC football to worry about. No, man. Um, it was a great little appetizer. Uh, ACC football is getting started. So if you have, if, if for some reason you're listening to us, but don't follow us on Twitter, Follow us on Twitter because we are going to be posting a lot of our thoughts, opinions, uh, live takes, and stuff like that throughout the week. Uh, I'm going to be watching as much football as I can. I'm just putting this out there right now. Uh, I'm going to try my best to watch the NC State game. It's on ESPN, I know, but it's in noon on a Saturday. So I'm working during that, and it's going to be hard for me to watch, but I'll keep track of it. Um, other than that, man, dude, bring it on. That was a great appetizer. I'm ready for the full course meal. Yep. And my cat Oscar just wants to show Nick his game day bow tie because he's a classy Wahoo orange and blue bow tie. He's ready for game day. I get to go to game day. I get to go to UVA's game this, uh, this weekend as well. So super pumped for that. But as always, everybody, thank you for listening. It means just a little bit less here in ACC country especially if you're in Carolina blue and playing defense against a team with like 20 players that are ineligible. And as always go ACC.